0: Watching us on Nerd News now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom, uh, sponsored by Woodlands Online. We're a bunch of crazy retailers that like to talk about what's going on in the world of nerddom each week, and we had some huge news drop today. Oh my gosh, is there anything bigger than Keanu? No. Me, me. Oh, <laughs>
1: But yes, Boom Studios and Keanu Reeves just announced that um, Berserker will be a movie and an animated series exclusively on Netflix. Um, so as um, we've all discussed previously, what do you guys think? Um, was this pre-planned or something new?
2: My- I I'm certainly a fan of it was pre planned. I mean, I'm ninety-nine point nine eight percent sure. Uh-huh. But my thing is is this is it's have they actually been able to shoot anything? You know.
0: It depends upon I mean, given the way the book's rolling out. I guess you could get away with it.
1: Or they could have at least done pre-production on it, um, getting, getting all the storyboards done, having the cast already casted, um, having the director picked out and stuff. I'm, I'm sure they, they've got at least part of that already done.
0: Okay, so here's one of the things that has to happen first, right? So we haven't seen Keanu with no shirt on in a, on in a while, so there's no telling what's under there. But he's got to bulk way up to be that character. B is huge.
1: Um, that could be done on uh, screen as well, so yeah. they could use a body double as well, but you're right, he, he would still need to bulk up. Uh, we'll and see.
0: To do. do you guys remember when, um, um, oh my gosh, my brain's gonna hurt. Uh, James Spader, remember when he did, like, Red Planet or Red uh It was some, like, Mars kind of based movie and he bulked way up. Like he has a he has a waist up, no shirt on scene in which he is huge, He's jacked.
2: James Spader. Yes. Robert oh. California.
0: Yes. When you see the movie, it will make your head explode. I'm not, totally- okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not okay.
1: Not <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, you know, uh, going back to Berserker um, and something else. And I don't know if we can talk about this yet or not. I don't know if it's public knowledge yet or not. Um, I'm sure you've read about this, Miss Jen. Um, that Booms doing a a tie-in with the Berserker foil variant. Um, where oh man, I I don't even know if we
2: can talk about this yet. But it, it it's yeah, it's interesting. it's out there. It got leaked. Did it get leaked? Yeah, it's some of the news sites have it. Some are a certain. <laughs> uh, I thought I saw it on CBR. Okay. Well, let me double check I, before we talk about it. Hold on.
0: I'm going to go find this movie for you guys and I'll send you guys porn images.
2: <laughs> but, um, it, you know,
0: if it's broken out. It's not
2: up, on CBR. But sorry, they've, well, announced the, they've announced the details. So I don't know. Well, what I find interesting is the timing of the, the promotion.
1: And the fact that they waited till after the Keanu signing, um, when Netflix news was announced, I have a feeling that the next announcement they're going to make in a few weeks is something that's killing the children, is being
2: has been optioned by Netflix. It's just like I was saying, though, Boom and Netflix have a first look deal, right? If Boom wants to make something or has something that can go into production. Netflix has the right to turn it down first. Correct. So, I mean, as popular as that book has been, it would make sense that um, they would they would they would pull that off. You know, that would be the next thing.
0: The crazy thing about that specific series is that You know, normally you hope that it drives people to your comic shop to buy up issues. The reality is there aren't any. I can't even get trades.
2: They're going to an, I think, so without spoiling anything, they're going to an 8th printing on it. Okay. They're putting it back into print to support this.
0: Good. I need it. (laughs)
1: Then you want to look. I don't know if you looked at the news today,
0: uh, Jen. Uh, Not at all.
1: If if you haven't, you've got you've got to see what Boom announced. Um, Especially if you haven't placed your FOC orders yet. Uh, Those are the numbers you're gonna watch. Uh, If you want, you can go check right now. (laughs) You'll see. Yeah,
2: I'm looking at it right now. Um, On the FOC group.
1: Yeah, it's it's on the FOC group. And of course, yeah. uh, I think I think it's a great idea. I think they did it the way they're doing is is okay. Um, our numbers on number two are higher than what we were on number one. So, uh,
2: are you both just reading now? <laughs> yeah. Kinda. I'm I'm reading the comments from people. You know what? Uh, well and, well, and the reason I'm reading it is that there are some really good feedback and some really good ideas in here uh-huh. about how stores should handle it because it's going gonna, it's gonna to create unforeseen, unwanted, and unplanned problems in the way that they're doing this promotional. That said, I think it's still a fabulous idea. No, I think it's just going to be up to stores to find a way to most adequately um, pull it off without causing a nightmare scenario.
1: Now, remind me if I'm correct or not. Maybe, maybe I'm not I remembering this correctly. So I read this while I was uh, in my office and leaving, but it requires the purchase of the foil edition of Berserker Number One.
2: So what, what, the way it reads to me is that.
0: Um, I don't understand what I'm reading at all. <laughs> I want to be focused on it.
2: So the way it reads to me is that you, this this book is coming. And that in the foil variants of Berserker number one, which will get Tomorrow. Today, tomorrow. Or, yeah, we'll hit we'll hit stores and be available on Wednesday. There will be a um, inserted like Locker. ticket, yeah, and that ticket will <laughs> entitle you to this. Something is killing the children. Eighth printing.
0: Variant. Is it like a golden ticket, or is it in every single one?
2: In every single
1: one of the foil variant that's being released tomorrow, which is another issue, <clears throat> now, you do want to re- you do want to read up on that, Jen, because there there's a uh, a caveat in there which uh, Boom wants us to do. So again, I, I think it's okay what they're requesting. I think it's perfectly fine, and that that has to do with the the release of number two being pushed back. Uh, they basically asked us to do.
2: So this, what they've announced is actually updated since I read it earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So since I read it earlier, they're asking you to pull the cards out yeah, of card. the books. I read that. Before, part. it was just leave them in. Yeah. It's, so basically, they want to pull the cards out and not distribute them yet. And it's because there's a, there's a misprinting on the card. There's a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that's wrong with the card. And because the, the yeah, dates had to move. It's just the date that's wrong because they printed the cards
1: based on the original release date of uh, Berserker Number Two, Uh but because that was pushed back, I believe, two weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, that makes the cards inaccurate. So they want to make sure that people aren't confused. Uh, They want to make sure that customers aren't, you know, nagging us on April 12th, saying, "Hey, where's my Berserker Number Two? Where's my eighth printing?" So is
0: the is the FOC for Number Two that I just did? They're just going to redo it.
2: No, that's, no, you got to get it right now. You got to do it today.
0: Crap. Then I put some numbers in, but I have well, to, need to st- find out if I need to make more.
1: <laughs> you still have time. Um, like I mentioned earlier, our numbers for number two are higher than our number one, and that was because we knew there were going to be too many copies of number one out there, and we knew uh, the customers that go from store
2: to store to store won't be coming
1: to visit us that much either. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the the one thing that to me seemed bad is that it's a ratioed thing. You get one for every three copies of something else. like oh, Correct. Well, two things to
1: bear in mind. One, it's a free promotion. It's no cost to the retailers. Right. Uh, two, it's based on people redeeming that card, if I remember correctly. You have to redeem that card. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they took into consideration that not everybody ordered 1,000 copies of total ordered 1,000 copies foil. So taking that into consideration, I I think we went uh, 2 to 1 ratio ourselves for every 2, I'm sorry, 3 to 1. No, I I think it was 2 to 1. So anyway, our ratio was Lower on the foil because we knew it was going to be two weeks late, and I'm sure most of the retailers ordered based on that as well. Um, so I, I think doing one and three, if you, as a retailer, if you do the math, I think
2: it will still work. And yeah, I'm I'm glad I don't have to order for this. This would, <laughs> this would be the kind of thing that would have me staring at my FOC numbers until midnight, like till the last possible second before I have to submit them. Yeah. And stressing out over it. Um, I will say this, though. I think any time you have an opportunity to take something, like Something is Killing the Children, eighth printing of number one, that will be an instant collector's item. I'm not sure if I'll go that far. Well, I mean, especially for people who are already collecting, Something is Killing the Children.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they, they want it just for complete to complete their yeah.
2: collection. Right. right. People who picked it up after the first trade kind of thing, you know. Um, this will be instant gold for them, which will mean they'll buy a, a Berserker number two. Correct. You know, which means I'm selling more... Bo- like, uh, wait, wait, wait. I like it, but I feel like having to jump through hoops makes any promotion limited in its success. Uh,
1: that's uh, absolutely, but, you know, it, it's... We're we're looking at it from two perspectives. One is this is Boom doing something they didn't have to do at all. Yes. Uh, and second, they're doing it for free. hmm um, uh, And it's it it is. And again, keeping in mind, it's tied to a book that's already being it's already been released. It's not tied mm-hmm. to issue number two. It's tied to issue number one. So if you purchase the foil variant of number one, you can get the eighth printing.
2: Yeah, no. Like I said, it's I. Uh, I like Boom. I like their promotions. I think this is a good one. I. I just, you know, I. I have misgivings about, and, and this is me thinking as a marketer, not as a retailer. Is that anytime you have to. And this is not the word you want somebody to be using, but anytime you have to gatekeep a promotion, the success is going to be limited.
1: Correct. No, absolutely. That's you know that's that's marketing for you, of course. Um. But we also have to keep in mind that what was the first printing of something that's killing children was 30,000 copies, I believe. Mm -hmm. 30 or 60. It was a low number. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was higher back then, but it was a low number. Berserker number one was 600,000 copies. 615, they said. 615,000 copies. Let's assume retailers cut their order by half. That's 300,000 copies, uh, give or take. If they're doing one in three or something that's killing, that's 100,000 copies. Mm-hmm. That is three times as much as what the first printing is out there. It's
2: true. No, I, again, I—I I, like I said, I just think about it as a marketer and go, eh. I, the number of hoops you have to jump through is going to limit the number of stores who, in the end, choose to participate. Because if you're already pulling these things out of books, it'd be really easy just to just throw them in the recycle bin. Absolutely. And not, not play around, not have to worry about getting your staff to do it correctly, not have to worry about did you order correctly. You know, there there will be those stores that are just like, screw it, it's too much math. And then there will be those stores that aren't like that, that will make bank off of it. And then there will be the people in the middle who come down somewhere in the middle. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Jen, your thoughts?
0: Well, if I understood it fully, I would be able to give you good thoughts about it, but yeah, I have a feeling that there's going to be people like me that work all day long and we live most of the day that are just now finding out about it We're going to find out about it after FOC's closed. And, and, like, what the-
1: um, I, and I have a feeling boom might actually deliver the FOC until next week, just because I've I, I heard other stores...
0: Because uh- I can't wrap my mind around what I need to do for number two. I know I ordered properly for number one foil. I've got 100 of each of those coming to me of each of the covers so i know i'm set for that is that all i need to know or do i need to know what to match number two <laughs> I don't know. um yeah see in uh, i'm
1: not I, i'm not changing my numbers as far as you know my numbers were placed before their announcement was even made so
2: mm-hmm. right i think order your order and then roll with it i think it's probably the smartest You know, order it as if they're not doing any promotion and then just take the extra promotion as it comes.
1: Yeah, I do hear some retailers' concerns, uh, and I understand it. You know, um, wherein they want to make sure that their customers who are buying the foil do get the promotion. And if I know Boom, I know they're going to make right on this. So Mm -hmm. I'm not concerned with that. So, what else we got on the docket? I think we've uh,
2: overly exhausted. I bought, well, I mean, let's, if we want to talk about some fun things, I've bought two of my whale books in the past four days.
0: Two? Well, I only know about one of them.
2: I bought Fantastic Four, or not Fantastic Four, X-Men 40 Today Slabbed. Nice. And then I bought Next Men, First Appearance of Hellboy. Oh, uh, I did. Wait, which issue of Next Men was uh, First Appearance of Hellboy? Uh...
1: Was it Next Men? The
2: Oh, my God. Now I got to go pull yeah, up my Next it was Men. in Next Men. Uh, blah, blah, blah,
0: blah. Really, it was a so, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs>
2: cool, but, yeah. Next Men 21.
1: All right, then I don't have the San Diego Comic-Con one. <laughs> but I do have all my Next Men. So I'm
2: like, ah, I got to pull that out. Once I can find my boxes again. Yeah, no, uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, believe it or not, the person I bought the Next Ben one believes they have the San Diego Comic-Con book. Because they had them all because they bought what was left after that San Diego Comic-Con because their store was out there. I we went, oh, oh okay. Um, uh, call me if you find it. And They found it? They haven't yet, but... Oh. I, I figured two books in three days that are crossing White Whales off your list. Pretty decent week.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Amazing Fantasy... I was going to say, I think Amazing Fantasy 15 is uh, way out of my league. It's just getting further and further away from me. Uh, Same thing with Amazing Spider-Man number one. Those things are getting further and further away from me. The way the market is going, I don't think I'll ever be able to complete my Amazing Spider-Man... So.
2: Well, what you have to hope, Breeny, is that I remember that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my AF-15s, uh, if I can get a 6 or better, I'll have one to part with. And my uh, a- Amazing Spider-Man's w- 1, if I can get a 6 or better, I'll have one to part with. <sighs> Depends on what your price will be, man. Come <laughs> on. Huh. um let's see the one that I'll have to part with cost 15 cents when we bought it. So <laughs> wow. wow, wow. It was wow. bought off the rack uh, as was the ASM one. Man, you're one of the lucky ones. Well grandpa was grandpa was smart. He made some er, some smart investments early on. Nice. Uh, but we're up to three AF15s now the best one we have is a four. And then I think four Amazing Spider-Man 1s, but I think the best is like a no grade. They're all beat. Wow. (laughs) So. Uh, But that's always my thing. I go into stores, and if they have them, I have to call them and be like, hey, they have one for this much. Are we buying it or not? And usually it's, no. Occasionally he says yes.
0: So. Did anyone see any movies this weekend? No, I'm the only one that goes to the movies, huh?
2: <laughs> I, I had a busy weekend, so. Uh... I'll be honest, a five month old to me is more entertaining than the movies right now. Absolutely. So I hung out with a five month old. So what movie did you watch, Miss Jen?
0: I went to go see The Courier. the number badge playing a regular old Englishman who is a businessman. He's a salesperson. And he gets approached by both the CIA and MI6 to go to Russia. This is in the middle of everything being super difficult, right before the Cuban Missile Crisis. And just go and be a normal businessman, but also to, you know, courier things from their contact that is actually high up in the Russian Uh, he's from the military but he's actually in the up close Kremlin folks and uh, he he and the uh, the Cumberbatch's character actually make a a friendship instead of just being contacts uh, it's a really really good it's a true story So just like anything that's true in Hollywood, who knows how much was embellished. But I love movies like this because it's really great to watch. But then when they get to the end and they actually show you some footage of the real people, which I think every good movie that's based on something real shit. And then oftentimes I just bawl because I realize that the things, the emotional connection I've had to that character, that like was a real person that really did those things.
2: One of my favorite movies like that ever is Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Oh. Um, and that was the first movie I ever saw uh, that had Channing Tatum in it where I didn't, er, uh, not Channing Tatum, um, what's his name, played Bane. Uh, Tom. Tom.
0: Uh, Marty. Tom...
2: Hmm? Yes, Tom Marty. And I didn't recognize him. And that's when I realized, oh, he's actually a good actor, and not just a dude who's yoked, um, yep. because he looks totally different. Um, and you had Gary Oldman, you had all these great British actors and these great British theater actors playing, you know, these British spies. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's it was such a great movie. I went and saw it, and that was that was the first year I went and saw all the Oscar movies in the theaters. Um, me and a buddy of mine would just go and camp out like two straight weekends and watch them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was back when Cinemark would do a buy one ticket for forty dollars and see them all over two weekends kind of deal. Um, and so I saw that, and I saw it was a it was a Robert De Niro movie where he played a writer who was homeless. But it was two of these movies that were clearly Oscar grabs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember sitting outside the theater going, man, one of these movies was awesome and one of these movies sucked. And they're both nominated for Oscars and I don't understand why. And the movie that should win is Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. And then the next weekend we went back and we saw the movie that would eventually win. And I don't even remember what it was. 2011. So uh, the King's Speech. Oh yeah. Anyway, oh uh, never mind. You know, uh, in terms of that is okay, sure, yeah. Best movie could best movie that year. Um, But it was, uh, you know, that was a fun year. So, uh, what other news was there? Uh, I saw some TV news. They're doing an Echo uh, series at Disney Plus. Echo? Um, huh. Oh.
0: Wait, Which talking? Echo? Aspen.
2: No, Echo like uh, the Hawkeye spinoff. Um, oh. Echo, the short time Avenger. Okay.
0: like you you say all these words i still don't know who that is that's pretty bad (laughs) she's the one
2: with the palm print on her face
0: nope still don't know
1: yeah i'm sorry Kyle. we missed that one man but i'm sure if if we look at
2: the book itself oh yeah i remember this
1: now.
2: right um so yeah it's a hawkeye spinoff um but uh echo is the reason echo is of note is that She's deaf and Native American and she was the first Native American like Avenger that oh, was a real Native American. That's cool. Yeah. Um So, you know, they're doing that um it's being played by As I scroll through this
1: It's not me. You don't want to let me play No. I'm not in Union, so I don't want to. (laughs) Not
0: even that's the problem. Oh. Uh, It is,
2: actually. It's Alakwa Cox is playing her. Um, And you know Alakwa Cox from... What was the thing? I had it. I just knew it. Anyhow, I am ill-prepared for today, I'll be honest. I normally know these things.
1: Like Jen said, it is one of those days.
0: Uh It felt very like it was end-to-end, all kinds of stuff going on. But I was also so busy I couldn't do anything about it, you know?
2: So you'll know Alakwa Cox when Hawkeye comes out, because this is the first thing she's ever
0: done. Nice. I like when they pick unknown people, honestly, for things. Because we need new of those, the new hot people. That's how we get them. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. The only other news that I I saw that was uh, somewhat relevant to me is that the person... um, uh, Michael Leslie who is uh writing uh the BSG reboot uh quit. I'm gonna be right. So back. if you're a BSG fan, you know, that's news. I'm I'm a classic BSG fan, you know, the back in the
1: what was 80s. sixties yeah. when it was man, that was, that was uh, right. <laughs> it, it was cheesy sci-fi but it was great <laughs> time
2: right that's what i'm saying i love bsg from back then
1: yeah so I, I didn't get to watch the reboot um part of me still wishes i you know i probably will i don't know one of these days eventually yep. yeah but the, no. the
2: classic bsg was great
1: uh,
2: no we uh, yeah i mean that was the only other real piece of news that i saw um that interested me um there's a lot of news that you know doesn't really hit me as all that interesting this week. Um, there's a there's a new sitcom at Netflix that's um, I'll be honest, pretty good but not gonna last at Netflix, which is saying something. Is that um, um,
1: oh my god about?
2: It's called The Crew. Oh yeah, I, Kevin I James. I watched it all. I did right. too, but like it's totally going to get canceled. Like it's, there are parts of it that are funnier than it has any right to be, and Netflix will cancel it for that very reason. Um,
1: and I'll be honest, I thought the show was better than I expected it to be. So that's a plus. Oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't last another season. Uh, I remember, um, oh my God, what was that show on? Um, HBO. Uh, the one about the nerds. Freaks and Geeks. No, 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 no. no. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. I was just about to say that. Uh, I, I thought that wouldn't last after season one. I even heard, I even read somewhere where they want to cancel it. And I, I was so disappointed to hear that because that was a great show. Uh, man, I was glad that they didn't, that didn't cancel. And they went, what, six, six seasons on it? Yeah. And I'm hoping the same thing with the crew. I was not expecting anything out of it. I I clicked on it once, and I was like, oh, crap, this is actually a
2: good show. Yeah, like, it's better than it has any right to be, which is why it'll get canceled. Um, That that being said, um, Mr. Glacius is coming back. They announced that there's another season of that coming. And uh, the Big Show show is officially dead in the water.
1: Yeah, never got into the Big Show show anyway. Fluffy is a great comedian, and I'm glad he... he, Mm -hmm.
2: Now that Paul White's at AEW, they can't make the show anymore. Uh-huh. So, what other news? Any other news?
0: Um, um I saw a really epic uh, Godzilla versus Kong trailer when I was at the movies. It's, I was uh, going
2: to ask because I w- if you hadn't seen it, I was going to say let's record a- let's record a reaction video to it. But, um, yeah.
0: I still don't understand. Okay, so there's a big scene. Everyone's probably already seen it already. Where um, I have
1: not, but it's not a big deal.
0: Well, like, is this, does because Kong historically have like some kind of giant axe? No. Okay.
2: <laughs> Wait, are you telling me that Kong that you saw? I have not seen this trailer. Now that now that you say that, I I must have almost saw something else. Are you telling me that Kong has his version of Stormbreaker?
0: I mean, it looks like Stormbreaker to me a lot.
1: And wow, um, so they're 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 making Kong intelligent in this one, basically. If he's able to use an axe, that that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Now I gotta watch that <laughs> trailer.
0: It's uh, it. I love the way that they're kind of uh, like moving stuff around that part I love, where it's just like the camera angles are really dynamic. It looks like it's going to be really cool.
2: I I saw that um, one of the movies that Miss Jen and I agree on in terms of goodness, Tenant has extended its IMAX run. Yeah, I still have not watched that movie yet. Uh, I I I still don't think it's worth the price of admission, but
1: um, you know, uh, in fact, the other movie I'm having a hard time finding right now, and I might just have to rent it on Amazon, is Baby Driver. I missed it when it came out on theaters. And funny enough, guys, I have to never... do a scene from Baby Driver. And now I'm i a little split. Do I want to watch the movie before I do the scene or wait till after I have to
2: do the scene? So, yeah, it's... Oh, you're talking about for, like, a theater class or an acting class?
1: Yeah, for an acting class. So. mm
2: mm-hmm. I, I i've never seen it either but they have the soundtrack because the soundtrack is epic it is yes um
0: what part are you gonna have to do Branny? i don't talk?
2: know
1: it, it's up to their director and um i me personally i like doing scenes i have not seen yet because it lets me do my own interpretation of it
0: as opposed yeah, to being
1: yeah. influenced by what, whatever the uh, other actor had so that's why i'm kind of divided um I still don't know what scene it is. I haven't read it yet. All I know is I was cast for it, so uh, it's not it's not due till May anyway.
2: So we'll see. But I've I,
1: uh, been for a while.
2: We got in a yeah. lot of trouble in high school in a theater class because we had to do scenes, and I convinced uh, them to let us do scenes from Goodwill Hunting. Um, the director, having not read the script and only having seen it on television. Didn't realize how prominent the F word was in the script.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm
2: going. Well, how do you like these F in apples? You know what I'm doing the accent, and we're we're in we're in class, and the the the, the like, I got in so much trouble, so much trouble. Yeah, but I you, got the lead in the play that year, which is weird. So. That's awesome. Um, that that's. Uh...
1: It's interesting because I, I recently did a scene from Reservoir Dog where he talks about uh, the song Like a Virgin. And yeah, you know, I, I had my initial thought was all right, I'll do this exactly the way it's written. And it is so vulgar, so. Um, and the, the the weekend before, I was listening to one of the radio podcasts, you know, one of the radio shows that we're producing at the college. And yeah, you know, the the issue of uh, cancel culture and, you know, inappropriate, basically, you know. Uh, and I ended up bleeping out most of the words in that thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it broke my character so many times. I was just like, because I was trying to be so socially appropriate. And I'm like, this does not work with the arts. It no. does, You've got to let something flow. Uh, because every time I would... I'm trying to see the words in my mind. I'm like, oh wait, I gotta bleep this out, and I've broken character at that point.
2: Yeah, so, no, my, my the thing it taught me doing making that mistake in high school when I was acting was that if you're going to break, break for the right reason, and not saying a line the way it's written because you feel uncomfortable with the way it's written is the right reason to break. Yep. Um, and so, like since then, I've done. Uh, a lot of Neil Simon plays. And I don't know if you've ever done Neil Simon, but there's like a police group that follows Neil Simon plays around um, and yells at you. If you don't say his words exactly as they were written in the context that they were written, um, they're generally, uh, they have blue hair. They're in their mid nineties and they smell like a funeral home. Um, they're called grandmothers. <laughs> and, um they, they do not like it if you mess with Neil Simon. So I did a Neil Simon version of The Odd Couple where we improv would a lot of it because it didn't fit culturally anymore, the way they talk about women and stuff. So we improv would a lot of it. And these people got so angry, but they couldn't stay angry because every night I would come out on stage and I played Murray the Cop. It's was always eating. I would come out on stage... Uh, after the scene, I don't know if you're familiar with the play, but uh, Oscar throws a plate of spaghetti against the wall. And Felix storms out. I would come out on stage with a giant handful of spaghetti and go, did you know you have spaghetti all over your kitchen? And I would just start eating it like this out of my hand. (laughs) Well, then my character takes a phone call, so I would walk over to the person playing Oscar and go, and he'd stick his hand out, and I'd set the spaghetti gun and go, don't eat it. You'd pick up the phone with the hand that just had spaghetti in it. Like, and by that point, people are just laughing because the actions are so funny that yep. they don't realize that this is not how this play goes.
1: Yeah.
2: So that's that. That was the thing I learned then is cover, cover, cover. If you're gonna change it, cover it with something that distracts from you changing it. Um, you know it's, you know it's a great, great little tool. So it looks like Brainy's got to run and since there wasn't that much news. Uh let's uh let's uh let's hit the, the new comics that are coming out this week and discuss that real quick, Miss Jen. And we can call it an early night. You or can my... figure out your FOC problems. <laughs>
0: the problem your FOC. Sorry. Um alien is the only thing I really care about, so
1: there, mm-hmm. there are other titles that are uh, notable, but you're right. Alien is actually the, the one that's going to stick out this week. Uh, and before I forget, Ms. Jen, remember to look at yep. the um, the new-to-order final cutoff as well. Nottingham Number 1 Second prints on there. So don't miss that one. Um, oh. well, that's not on FOC, so, but it is due today. The orders for those are due today.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, oh. Black, White, and Blood, Gleason cover. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful cover as well.
0: I'm so excited. I feel uh, kind of am for the amount of things I'm ordering that I'm just like, I don't care if I sell it today.
1: <laughs> and you know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the market is so volatile right now. You, don't, you, you never know where it's going to go, and you never know uh-uh. when it might just and uh, makes ordering very difficult.
2: Can I tell you though? Like I stepped up at my LCS and I, I offered to pay for twenty five copies of the book, to get the Peach Momoko one in twenty five. Nice, because that cover is incredible. I'm not I'm not one of these Peach Momoko is the greatest artist and sliced bread people, but that cover is just
0: gorgeous. Some of them are just mind blowing,
2: right? Mind I blowing. mean, and this is Carnage, and it looks like it's coming. He's coming out of his own brain, but also his own mouth. Like it's this weird, like a brain on the top half and teeth on the bottom half. And here's Carnage coming through it, and it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and the Scotty Young cover as well. That that was a pretty cool cover. I like that Scotty Young cover for. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry for aliens. For aliens, not oh, uh, for aliens.
2: Yes.
0: And then Stray Dogs, number two. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable with one of the covers because you know, if you've read number one, what's going on. It looks like such an innocent cover. He's just got his camera out. And he's looking through the window. And there's a nice scene inside with a puppy yep. looking. At and he was like, oh, my gosh. That's mm-hmm. stomach.
2: One of you guys is going to sell me that Scotty Young variant, right? Sure. Just remind me. We got enough right. copies. Or just right. remind me tomorrow to put one aside
1: for you. We'll, we'll do. Um, and I know, Miss Jen, we got these earlier than others, but uh, I believe Rabbit um, Rabbit World from Scout comes out today as well officially. So that's uh, something to okay. tomorrow.
0: I don't have my box yet, so I'm sure it's inbound.
1: Wow! You mean I got I got a shipment before you did?
0: Yeah, I think I just got. Uh, I think they sent mine ahead of. Uh, of that one book. It's one of those weird things that they wait on. They're like, okay, well, I got a big mass of stuff that Miss Jen would love right now. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, we, we got our scouts uh today, so that, that's that's why I know um I thought you would have gotten it last week.
0: Uh-oh. Uh
2: I'm recount probably,
0: number I'm finally getting my Vietnam horrors that I ordered.
2: Vietnam oh. horror is on the release this week as well.
0: Okay. So yeah. I
2: gonna... <laughs> it's I don't know if it got pushed a week and it just showed up twice or what's going on, but that one and Paranormal Hitmen 2. Yep, that's this week as well. Yeah, two behemoth books that were on my list to come out last week based on when FOC was. Yeah. But was not a little late. Yeah, I, I don't care. I'm excited to have them. Taskmaster um, 3, second print comes out as well. Uh, yeah. My list. My list is Scumbag Six. Mm-hmm. Um, um.
1: I actually dropped that title from my poll. I I, I wasn't that impressed.
2: I'm um, still reading it because I feel like it's going to take a turn somewhere that's going to just keep me locked in. Haha! Three comes out.
1: Wait.
0: Yeah,
2: I. I agree <laughs> with you there, Kyle. But I th- I was expecting that in issue two or three. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um. New Christopher, or new uh, Mike Mignola, Lady Baltimore, The Witch Queen, um, which is a spinoff of Lord Baltimore, which happened, and it's all in that kind of Mignola horror verse that he has over at Dark Horse. Yep. Uh, Rain Like Hammers, number three, I'm excited for.
0: And things we all desperately need. Department of Truth, number one, fourth print. Number four, second print. Number five, second print. Crossover number one, second print. Number three, second print. Like there's no stop in those books.
1: Yeah, those. Um, I only ordered enough for the people who wanted the the additional printings because we mm-hmm. still have first prints in stock.
0: Yeah.
2: And then the last book on my list uh, is uh, Phantom. Uh, not Phantom. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um. Uh, blah 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 Shadow Doctor, number yep. two. I'm officially dropping Frank at Home on the Farm. What?
0: You don't uh, like
2: have And I'm going to wait for the trade. Okay. I've decided after reading the first two issues that my brain cannot handle the trying to figure it out um, and that I shouldn't have to go to therapy after reading that book, so I'm going to wait for the <laughs> trade. Um, That's the
0: way it's supposed to be make you feel honestly uh-huh. i
2: understand but
0: and i
2: shouldn't lose a whole day to it like
1: a book my daughter is going to be very excited to see is uh, dance class um volume 11 it's a hardcover. comes out it, I, I think this, that's the only comic she reads now that's it nothing else
2: yeah I'm, i haven't even pulled i haven't even looked at trades and stuff yet um that come yeah, well, this is actually, sorry,
1: um, I was about to say this is actually a small week for us. Oh, Cold Dead War.
0: Yep, um, I just saw it.
1: Yeah. I don't
2: see that on my list. It's it's from heavy metal. Check it out. If It's from heavy metal. Um, maybe it's maybe it's one of those that I didn't specifically order. It just went in under my. Everything from heavy metal order. Let's hope so. Let's hope you get that. Uh, we ordered low
1: on it only because heavy metal doesn't do that well. But it's actually when I'm, you know, it's in my poll and I'm,
2: I'm looking forward oh. to it. Yeah, it is on my list. Um, I just didn't notice it. Like I said, part of my list is uh, at, at my, my LCS is everything from heavy metal now. Anything that starts new, I just want. Like, don't even bother asking me. Just order it.
0: Um did they read the bloodshot the fifty project? I'm a bloodshot girl, so uh,
1: we can
2: tell. <laughs> no. We can tell. You are wearing a bloodshot T shirt. Yeah. Um
1: I, I unfortunately as much as I love Valiant, um, at, at the start of the pandemic, that that was one thing that I think that was also because they weren't releasing that much so all those titles what came off of my list, so I'm gonna have to add add them
2: back in mm-hmm. I uh you know I picked up a book today at laughing ogre and I can't remember the name of it right now it's down in the car it's a uh, but well, it's written by uh, a, a person who participated in the Arab spring activities um you know a couple of years ago when that was a big thing. And it's like his version of what happened as told in a graphic novel. Yeah. And the art in it is just phenomenal. He wrote it, he drew it. And I picked it up because it's like one of those things it's not itself, it's, it's got to be self published. I don't know how it made its way here. But it's uh, just insane. And I'm very excited to give it a read because. I like those kind of things. When you find a book that you've never seen before about a subject you don't really know anything about. You know? And it's somebody's life story. It's worth picking up.
0: I see you gotta go.
2: Yes. Rainy has to leave.
0: It was his. It sounded like a vacuum cleaner.
2: (laughs) Well, and then there was a dog.
0: The dog's okay.
2: Yeah, but this... Like, I'm like, it ain't me. And I know it isn't you. So... Rainy had a lot going on.
0: He, he yeah. let us listen to – he's working on a song. Yeah. Listen to it before the show. It was a little bit – a little taste. It was good.
2: I'm sure he'll send it to me. Or uh, I uh, I spent the day listening to voiceover demos as I'm driving store to store. And my GPS would break in, and then I'd go back to somebody doing voiceover demos because – I'm working on a thing for the other thing, for mm-hmm. the experience, um, and I needed people who can do voiceover, so I got a bunch of voiceover demos, and I'm listening to those, and it's just like people reading terrible ads for products that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and then my phone, my phone will be like, "Turn left in 700 feet. Is that a read or is that a actual instruction? How do I? Where, where am I at? You know." So, luckily, I've been to every store that I had to visit down here multiple times, so I know where I'm going. But you still put in the GPS, so it tells you where the accidents are and where the cops are. (laughs) And it made for an interesting afternoon drive, I'll be honest. (laughs)
0: Sounds like a blast.
2: When was the last time, let me ask you this, Jen, when was the last time you visited a shop as a customer that wasn't your own? Um. Pre-pandemic, I'm sure.
0: I think it has to have been. I mean, I if I'm traveling to go somewhere and I can get a, get away from the activities we have pre-planned as a family, mm-hmm. I will try to find an LCS to go see. But uh, I think, I feel like, I didn't go to anyone's shop, but I felt like I went to people's shops because for Comics Pro, they did a bunch of store walk-arounds. So it kind of inspired me. I was like, you know what? there are lots of things about my store that I've become blind to. It's just like things like, you know, my ceiling tiles, there's a bunch of them that just need to be replaced just because over time they've gotten damaged. And it's like, you notice that in other people's videos you're like, Oh, I'm sure people have to notice it then in in my actual store, even though, you know, you feel like no one looks at the ceiling and no one looks at the floor. Uh It's really bugged me. So that's, The floor stuff is a little bit why we started doing like the artists, like allowing artists to come in and do paint on the floor because it looks so much better to have something that makes looks like it's supposed to be there instead of our old flaking concrete floor.
2: Right. I mean, like my thing is, is that, you know, I don't have an open I don't have an open store right now and I do want to reopen a store at some point. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I I love about this getting to visit comic book stores is I go into pack rat comics today and I sit in these comfortable chairs and I talk to the owners and it was just like hanging out and I'm like, no, we're doing business. Mm -hmm. But it was having a low pressure sort of setting. And I go into another store and it's, they want to tell me everything about what's going on with their store and all that. And it's don't be so guarded. Like, the things I'm learning from visiting shops is really recharging my batteries. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's one of those that, that that's going to be my takeaway from the pandemic is never stop visiting other people's stores.
0: Yeah, because you get you get inspired no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, uh, I've never been to a store where I thought to myself, everything about this store is bad. And it all needs to change.
2: I have. But uh, in doing that, it was, oh, that's the same at my store. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've been to stores where I'm going, oh, I would not come back here with a 50-foot pole for a million-dollar comic that I could have for free. But in going to those stores, I was able to say, you know what? That's a mistake that I also make. Yeah, and I need to correct it.
0: And for me, I because I kind of like came up in the '90s in the typical '90s comic book store, in which I became very comfortable with a little bit of chaos and tiny aisles and you know posters over all the windows, so you didn't have any light in there. So Mm -hmm. those feel comfortable to me. That's never the thing in a store that I think is wrong.
2: Right? No, I mean I I was to stores where they still had adult sections yeah and you know oh i don't think that's necessarily wrong for that store but that's not something i want in my store Mm -hmm. well you know what i mean or it's i would go into stores and they would look at me sideways like well who are you you're not a regular oh that's a mistake i make i always you know and i caught myself doing it treating my regulars better yep then randos off the street i'm like no i never want this to be a thing again So, like I said, it's just one of those. It was was something I've been thinking about today. Is when was the last time, you know, my friends who are retailers, Jesse does it every week. Uh You know, Jesse's really great about going into somebody else's store every week. Yep. And I, you know, I got to thinking about is when was the last time my friends visited a store that wasn't theirs, and would there be a benefit to providing a way for them to do that?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, there is absolutely. And I'll tell you because of those walkthroughs on Comics Pro, it's absolutely something I want to see more of. Like even it doesn't even need honestly need to be necessarily comic book stores because I just watched a documentary they just dropped, um, the last blockbuster, and I. <laughs> You know, when you think about someone saying that you were to see a film about the last blockbuster, my first thought was that it's probably going to be worse for the wear, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. been, it's a beater shop. But that's not what it was. It was so well put together and clean. The paint was all nice and the lights were everything about it made me think hey, man, if these people can be the last blockbuster on the planet and still look this spick and span in corporate, then what am I doing?
2: (laughs) Right, no, we uh near me is the last. I don't know if you ever had a restaurant called Hot and Now. No. Uh, that's because they didn't really make it much further than the Midwest. Uh, they they were on every they were Starbucks before Starbucks. They were on every street corner, like overnight, and then just as soon they were gone. Huh. Um, I I really do think it was one of those in the nineties. Somebody had a bajillion dollars. From some maybe illegal stuff, and they were trying to go legit, so they opened these burger joints, and then realize that they couldn't go legit or whatever, you know. But um, there's still one, and you go there and you get a burger, and it's the best burger you ever ate. It's gourmet, and yeah. it's the only way they can survive is by being the best restaurant in town. So I, it was just it was a thought I had today, and I was gonna, you know, I wanted to ask Brainy the same question, you know. Just because I think it's interesting to get the insight of store owners. And I know this is supposed to be a nerd, a news show, but. Topical. It's good. Yes. There wasn't that much news. And, you know, we're trying to get to at least an hour and we're at 57 and a half minutes. So... (laughs) So if I read the thing, Justin sent me really slowly. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but is there anything else we need to talk about? Any other news? Any other things we need to cover?
0: I'm just I'm hoping that next week we'll all be able to talk about um, the Winter Soldier Falcon show because that was big. I hope we get to talk about uh, the Justice League film. I hope I can find a way to watch it.
2: If you want, I will send you my login. Like I'm not going to use it for that.
0: So how? You'll have to describe to me how to use it, but I would really love to do it because uh, okay. Shanice, who works, works with mm-hmm. me, she she likes it enough to have watched it multiple times and so have lots of other people that I've talked to. So, I think I you want- just
2: need to go over Shanice's house then. Yeah. Miss <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jen brings the popcorn.
0: Yeah. Um, I uh, So we have a kind of like an interesting relationship with that film because um, the entire DC staff... Or very much of it came to the Houston area uh, in support of trying to get us some some, uh, relief from Harvey and came. It was uh, Didio, uh, Jim Lee, and then a lot of their uh, side staff came. And it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. And what was cool about it is they went, they spent all day long going to all the different stores. And like we're talking about 8 a.m. to like, 8 p.m. or whatever and then went and had dinner with us which was really nice we were the last store in the, the list I think and then the next day on Sunday they took all of the stores to go see Justice League in the movie theater like as a special advanced screening that's and I cool super classy to realize that we were burnt out and we needed to escape so to me even though looking back on the original Justice League movie it wasn't that great but in the moment when we came out it was the- what you needed. The- movie in the world
2: yes is absolutely needed it's I went through a thing uh about a decade ago now and I was in a really dark space and my friend's like we're going to the movies I go there's nothing I don't want to see he goes I don't care we're going to see the campaign with Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell sure arguably one of the worst films ever made But I own it on DVD, I own it on Blu-ray, I own it on Amazon, because that movie is so special to me, because my friend's like, no, you're not going to sit home and worry about how you almost killed somebody. We're going to go to the movies, and you're going to worry about how you don't kill Zach Galifianakis. (laughs) You know, and I'll never forget that. Like, as long as I live, I'll never forget that moment. So I imagine that's what it felt like going with those guys to see Justice League. It's like, this is a thing that's not water.
0: Yep, it's not water, and that someone cared enough to, to spend money to come out and, and right. hold our hands for a while.
2: Absolutely. So, all right, that's an hour. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games a Space Cadet Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Between the Trees Business Talk, and more. Is Between the Trees, like Between Two Ferns, only more businessy? Uh, <laughs> you can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT hd 21 over the air on your TV if you're in the Houston area. All of these and more on Roku right now. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Pandora. And I would go ahead and guess wherever else fine podcasts are given away for free. So, for Miss Jen and the absent now brainy, I have been Kyle. I read The Thing. This has been Nerd News Now. We'll see you next week with, um, yeah, news.